Tell me when, Russ. Feeling good? All right. Well, three, two, one. All right, everyone. I am with somebody that I consider a new friend of mine um, and one of the people in the industry that I'm sure you have heard the name. If you have not taken his classes, you need to. going to tell you all about what he is doing with Roofhawk. They are reinventing the way that drones can work for your company, folks. This is Steve Patrick. How are you doing, sir? I am well. How are you? I'm good, man. Now, we were talking a little off camera. Behind a couple curtains over here, here at uh, IRE, you have got a booth that has been busy, man. People coming in and out. Every time I've tried to grab you, I mean, no fault of anybody. People are talking to you just everywhere. It's just filled with people in front of our booth to talk to. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. There's a tremendous amount of interest. People are interested in drones. Most people have one now. Most mm -hmm. folks in the industry, maybe they've never flown it, but they have one sitting at their, at their house in their <laughs> office or whatever. Uh, they're really intrigued by artificial intelligence. AI is in the news, chat, GTP, and everything like that. So they know that, that there's going to be a future with AI. They're not quite sure. And the fact that we're integrating those two technologies, there's a tremendous amount of interest both in the industry and the consumer. The consumer yeah. has a lot of interest. Oh, you're going to fly a drone over my building and do your damage assessment with a drone and artificial intelligence. Yes. They'll come out and watch us fly the drone. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many people come out and watch you put up a ladder and inspect the building, inspect no. the roof manually? No, no. one. They so tell me what you're doing, because I just want to jump right into it. Uh, for those who have not heard of Roofhawk, what is, what is the difference between that and other, let's say, drone companies or estimators that use drones? Mm -hmm. What is Roofhawk allowing a contractor to do? Uh, Roofhawk actually works. Okay. So the carriers have tried a couple different companies in the past trying to do damage assessment using drone technology because they don't want their folks up on the roof. Sure. That's why they have Ladder Now and all these companies, mm -hmm. right? Because they don't want their adjusters up on the roof. Workers' comp rates is like 10 times, 8 times, whatever, for someone who's crawling around on a roof versus someone who's standing, running a drone from the ground. Yes. Because your chances of getting hurt workers' comp is far greater, so your workers' comp rates are plummet when you're standing there on the ground running a drone. Yes. And so the carriers want this. When I first heard about this, I hated the idea. Mm -hmm. Because in my mind, it's going to do the same thing that um, Eagle View did. Mm -hmm. Back when Eagle View come out, I said, this is going to dumb down people. They're not going to know how to diagram and measure roofs anymore. And I was right. But it doesn't matter if I'm right. Because the industry adopted the technology anyway. And that's what I saw with Roofhawk. I said, it doesn't matter whether I like this or not because I think it's gonna dumb people down and they're not gonna know what damage looks like anymore because, because they're flying a drone and there's no need to actually know what physically, what it looks like with your eyeballs and manually be able to detect damage. But whether I like it or not, it's the future. Okay. It is. Yeah. So my thought was, if I can work on making it accurate, and nobody's manipulating AI to make it, you know, like our competition has a slider. So you can slide it all to, to the right and it, and it sees more damage and you slide it to the left and it sees less damage. So in other words, you're manipulating Whoa. exactly. Imagine AI, <clears throat> you're going to write an email. Do you want it to be more accurate on the English or less accurate on the English? Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense, you would want it to just be accurate. Yes. You would want it to work. 
and that's what ours does. Ours is actual true AI. It doesn't take 24 hours to get a report like Eagle View's version hmm? of their damage assessment, and it's 10 bucks, not 50. So how, does report. The, and so how does this actual product work? We just mentioned drones, so drones are involved with it. Other, let's just take Eagle View with the, the top of the, when people mm -hmm. think drones in this industry, Eagle View's top of mind. Mm -hmm. Now with that, you're ordering something that was taken from a plane or a drone that was flown mm -hmm. above somebody's house. If you're a sales rep and you have Roofhawk, I'm assuming you've downloaded it, you've maybe paid something, correct me, but how does it work um, as you go to a sales appointment? What does that look like there, Steve? Okay, so what you do is you tell the client that you're going to do a damage assessment on the roof. It's only going to take about five or ten minutes. You're not having to get on the roof, no ladder, no chalk, anything like that. I'm going to fly my drone. In about ten minutes, I'm going to show you a report, and I'm going to email you the report for free. Mm -hmm. And then your close is, is it all right if I do that? No, you don't say that. What you, what you say is, would you like to come out and watch me fly the drone? And then you turn around and you walk to the front of the building. You don't ask. You just tell them, would you like, and then you, then you walk the assumptive close. Yes, of course. Right? And so now, half the time, they follow you out there, and they watch you fly the drone. And it only takes like 30 seconds for AI to actually do the report. Boop, 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 now, how am I interacting with your AI? So I, I'm, I'm there, let's say I'm a sales Oh, good rep. question. So I take out that drone, I put it on the ground. Normally, I put my phone into the, the I guess, the controller, yes. mm -hmm. and I start launching the thing to see the, so where do, where do you come in? You take your photos. Typically, like if you're doing a pitched roof, you would take an overall photo, then you take a photo of the north, south, east, and west. All That's a representative of how much damage is on those faces, mm -hmm. right? You take the little SD card out of the drone, yep. so you, you don't want to electronically transfer it unless you have the new DJI version 3 because it compresses the photos. It's like when you send an email without, I never send a video via email. You send we transfer That's right. Video. Yeah, exactly. I get it. Okay. Because you want, the higher the resolution of the photo, the more accurate the software is. Clearly. All right. So you take the SD card out, you plug it into the pigtail on your iPad, you upload it to Roofhawk, and depending on Wi-Fi speeds, about five, maybe ten minutes later, you have the report. You show the report to the client. Here's the damage on your roof. Mm -hmm. They can then zoom in with their fingers on the iPad and see the damage, and they go, wow, this is pretty extensive. you know, you got all these hits on here, mm -hmm. right? And say, so what's your email address? And I'll email you a copy. You're going to want to get this over to your claims adjuster. Got it. They send the report to the claims adjuster and say, you said that I had 80 damaged shingles. Now I've got all this damage all over my roof. What gives? Mm. The reason why it works well with the carriers is because it's a credible, objective, third-party source, right? It. it is what it is. So whether you're a contractor or a consumer, you're wanting to get the, the roof bought. If you're the insurance company, you're not wanting the roof to get bought. Both parties or all the parties have a financial interest in the outcome. Roofhawk doesn't. We're just, it is, it's just like Eagle View with their measurements. I mean, it's 33.6 squares because it is what it is. Yes. It's not more... You're not going to put more for the contractor and less for the carrier. You're going to put 33.6 squares because that's what it is. Yes. Same thing with Roofhawk. Here's the damage that exists. So right now, I go up to the data center and have a gargantuous big screen TV, and we pull up reports. And I'll, and I'll tell Ryan, the AI guru, I'll say, that's not hail and that's not hail. So take off those circles. But you miss this one here and this one here, and he'll circle those on the computer, yep. right? AI just learned. Got it. 
and we do that hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. And every time I go up there, you know, I've been on well over 10,000 roofs in 28 years. I know what storm damage looks like. Yes. So I'm teaching AI what is storm damage and what isn't. You know, these are blisters. Don't mark this. This is footfall. Don't mark this. And uh, here's a crease. Don't mark the shadow line. Mm -hmm. Mark a crease. And sometimes it'll mark some shadow lines, and we'll say, no, that's not wind damage. Got it. This crease over here is. Got it. And so it's, it's learning just as if you were to take a rookie up on a roof and teach him what storm damage is and what to look for. I'm doing the exact same thing as a rookie roofer. The difference is our eyeballs aren't as high a resolution as the cameras that are on. I mean, if you get a, at least a 10 megapixel camera hmm? on your drone, then you're going to get excellent results from the software. Absolutely. If you have a blurry photo, you won't. If you have 4K, yeah. I mean, you're going to get stellar results with with uh, Roofhawk. Yeah. And so you, you use your own drone. You don't have to sp spend $400 and use another one. The thing about these programmed drones, the amount of time that it takes to program it, you could have already flown the drone yourself and taken five photos and uploaded, and you have the report back. We're gonna be right back to that episode, but I am here at IRE right now with a sponsor that you know. This is Ugly Roof, everybody. And uh, there's a reason that we are proud that they sponsor this show. Roof rejuvenation is something that is here to stay. These individuals have perfected the process of it, and there is no one else that we trust. See, roof rejuvenation means that you don't only have to repair or replace the roof. For just a fraction of the cost, you can rejuvenate it. And when you rejuvenate a roof, what you're gonna do is as a contractor, you're gonna have just as much profit into your pocket. And as a homeowner, you're going to save money and add life to your roof. These guys do an absolutely incredible job. Ty, the entire crew over here, what they do is they save people money and they make contractors better profit margins. It's uglyroof.com. Again, that is uglyroof.com. Roof rejuvenation is here to stay. Get in touch with these guys, become a dealer if you're a contractor, and save money if you're a homeowner. I want to talk to you about that though, Steve. The reported side of it. Mm -hmm. That was my next question as I'm hearing you, because you said you get back the report. For a new guy that's out there, okay, you got I'm always thinking of the new sales rep, which I've been, and it's nerve-wracking, man, you know what I mean? Yes. When they get that back, is it coming a report that is digestible for both them and for the homeowner? Yes. Okay. In fact, if you go to roofhawk.ai, you can see a sample report. It's very simple. So, so your photos, in fact, your company's logo is on it, Okay. on the report, and it says, Report specially made for Agnes Jones, and her address, her phone number, or her email address, specially made for her, custom report, right? And she scrolls through and she, she sees these photos of the roof taken about 10 to 12 feet from the roof surface, 90 degree perpendicular photograph, so you get the high resolution at the top and the bottom of the photo, and it doesn't blur out because you're like at a wrong angle. Got it. Right? And so she's looking at all the damage, all the storm damage is circled, and she's looking at that, and she goes, wow, this is a lot of damage on my roof. Here, let, let's zoom in so you can actually see the damage. Mm. And she takes her fingers and zooms in. She goes, wow, well, there you go. Yes. And, uh, and then you just, then you're explaining, educating the client like you ordinarily would with every single client about the storm damage. The only difference is you're not getting out your ladder and climbing around on roofs and chalking it, spending 20, 30 minutes up on a roof. You're five minutes taking a few photos. Now you have an objective third-party report to give mm -hmm. to her for her to forward to her carrier and said, hey, you had said, you know, spot repair 20 shingles. Now I see I have a report with all this damage. What gives? Mm -hmm. 
Now, let me ask you another way we could use this. Tell me what your thoughts are. Um, I used to give presentations to HOAs. I used to do my thing at homeowners associations, and we were pitching security, like those manned security guards. Sure. That's what I sold. So when I would step in front of them, Steve, if I was the first presentation, I would always tell them some questions I wanted them to ask people that came after. Yep. When you mentioned earlier they're sending this off to their carrier, there will be times where an, a, a sales exec is out there before the carrier has ever arrived. Correct. And so do you look at this as a tool that they can say, I understand your insurance company is going to come out here and they're going to give their own assessment. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're not there with them at that time. Is this something you can hand to them and say, you've got a third-party objective report here yes. to hand to this guy and let him know that, hey, listen, you've had somebody out here. This is what it is. It, can you use it that way as well? It sets expectations. So got if it. the adjuster gets a okay. report, showing 15, 20 hits a square, Yeah. right? So that sets an expectation in his mind, this roof is hammered. You know as well as I do, if you have an expectation going into something, it, 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 it changes how you view things because you had an expectation going in. If you have an expectation, if you get up on a roof and you see a bunch of hail, when you first get up on a roof and you go, man, this roof is trashed. It may not have any on the other side. Yes. But you already have an expectation that this roof is trashed, right? Same sort of thing. Is if you can get the report into the adjuster's hands as soon as possible, it sets expectations that this roof is really hammered. Yes. I like that. By the way, so let's say that you do a runner roof hawk, do a report, and there's no damage. You tell the client, say, tell you what, I'm going to archive this report. And if you have hail or wind in the future, call me. Here's my card. And... We'll have a before photo of when it wasn't damaged and an after photo of when it is so the insurance carrier doesn't come back and say that's old damage. Nope, this is time stamped and there was no damage six months ago on this roof. See, I also look at it as a great way to move yourself from a repair into a replacement um, if the damage is there. Because if somebody somebody sees that they've got some visible stuff on the inside, I think it's a great way to document the need for a full roof replacement as opposed to the repair. Yes. If the damage is there, Steve, right? Provided that there's that the extent of damage warrants replacement or repairability issues exist that warrant replacement or maintaining a reasonably uniform appearance. Yes. Exactly. But I also look at from a personal level that uh, you got to build the trust. And so when I tell somebody, hey, listen, you don't need that repair. Honestly, your roof needs to be replaced. They look at me and go, no, no, no. You're trying to just make more money. Mm-hmm. Because I can just get that repair. See, it's not you saying it. It's Roofhawk saying it. That's what I mean. It's yeah. a, and Roofhawk, it's $10 a report whether the roof gets bought or not. We don't have a financial interest in the outcome. All the other parties have a financial interest in the outcome. Mm-hmm. We don't. We're just giving a credible report. Here's the damage. Do with it what you want. Whether or not you think the roof should be replaced or shouldn't be replaced isn't any of our business. Our business is to mark the storm damage and give you the report, and then you do with it what you deem appropriate. Yeah, the one thing I'm, I'm uh, kind of leading this question for you, I was talking with uh, American Pals APA yesterday. Oh, yeah. All right. You bet. Uh, Doug Quinn. Yep. And no matter how many times I try to get Doug to say, Anything other than I'm on the consumer side. That's what it is. I don't have a, I don't have a dog in this fight. Uh-huh. He will never say it. He's always, I'm just on the consumer side and what is right. You're very similar to that, Steve, in the time that I've known you and the reputation you have. Well, thank you. But for those who don't know you, why should they trust Steve Patrick? Now, I know the answer to this. You have been in this industry teaching how to identify proper damage for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. Talk about that relationship and how 
Roofhawk chose to bring you on to sit at that screen and identify these issues. And then we had to talk, tell me about those pine cones, by the way. We talk, oh, about, the, the, we talk about this all the time in our, in our company. Yeah. Um, so tell me, tell me the relationship, and then can you give me that example sure. of how you help this AI learn? Sure. All right. So I've been in the business for 28 years. I was a contractor for 10 years, and then I was a claims adjuster. Then I had a claims adjuster licensing and training school. So I used to train claims adjusters how to properly handle losses mm -hmm. in insurance claims, right? And so I've only had one good name. And if I sell it, even if I sell it for a million bucks, let's say, all right, my good name is gone. Yes. I mean, it's gone forever because I've sold it. So I sure better make a big windfall if I'm going to sell my good name. I'm not interested in selling. I, I taught my sons this like in middle school. You only have one good name. Exactly. It's not for sale. That's right. So you always do the right thing. How can God bless me if I'm running around lying and cheating and stealing? How can you bless yourself? He can't. Yeah, you can't even look right? at yourself. It, it, that's right. And so... We have to be above reproach. Am I perfect? No, I'm a work in progress, just like everyone else. So I don't want to give the impression that, but I am being perfected, mm. right? And so, um, so let's just do the right thing. And so that's the reason why I came on board with Roofhawk is because I want it to be as accurate as possible. Um, so Ryan Fontaine, the, the mad genius, that the, he's the AI guru that makes this work. He's the man behind the curtain. Yes. Um, I told him, I said, look, there could be some nefarious people that would like to buy Roofhawk out and monkey with this AI. Mm -hmm. The possibility exists. There could be some nefarious people that would want to do that. So if I'm going to come on board and I'm going to teach AI what is storm damage and what isn't so that we can up the accuracy, then we cannot sell out to people that would manipulate the outcome. Absolutely. It has to be accurate. And so right now we're at about 85 to 90% accurate, and we're going for 99% accurate. So I heard Ryan say yesterday, this is really interesting because I'd never thought about this, it makes sense. He goes, going from 98 to 99 takes as much time as going from 90 to 95. Uh, okay, yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. when he that. said it, it made that. sense. Yeah. And so our goal is by years in to be 99% accurate. And if we're 99% accurate, I mean, I would say that the average person that's up looking at roofs right now is maybe 85 to 90% accurate. I was going to go mid-80s, so I think we're right on. And so yeah. we're about at the level of the average person, their eyeballs, and, and manually looking for damage, right? Now, this is camera stuff, photographing. If you have to touch something with your hand or, or maybe you have broken seals, it's not going to pick up on that. Anything that you can teach a person with their eyeballs to see stuff, for example, a brand new TPO roof, it's white, you can't see the, the hail dimples okay. walking around, then the photos probably won't pick up on it either. Now, if it's in the afternoon sun and you have shadows on the dimples and you can, the camera is going to be a higher resolution than eyeballs, but pretty much if you can see it with your eyeballs, the camera will see it. Yes. Then Roofhawk will pick it up, detect it, and mark it on the damage assessment. Now, Matt. Remember the story he's going to tell us right now about the pine cones we, we always talk about? The pine needles. <laughs> the pine needles. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I want, this is a great example, <laughs> though, Steve. Um, we've probably talked about this, like, with 10 clients. So that's a, the male. Anyways, can you tell them in a good example of how you are helping this AI learn what is and what is a damage and what to identify as damage or not? Just please, because I love this story, brother. Um, so refresh my memory. I'm not sure. The I... male and female, like, pine cones, didn't know which one it was. 
Um, like how it identified it. Like out west, there are two kinds of pine cones. That's not me. That's not my story. No. Th- yes, it's, it absolutely was, and how they identify it. From Rufok, he was saying this, like that, um, like it didn't identify the pine cone, like a type of pine cone, till you all identified it. Um, there's like, I guess, two. There's a male and a female pine cone that you all now know how to identify the difference. Not me. Be, um, well, it was someone with the team. Maybe it was Ryan. <laughs> Perhaps. Even better, though. It was, who was the one who identified the technology from looking inside of pools? Um, like, how you could identify a child that was drowning. Um, I now, don't know that either. Yeah, so the tech guy behind me. So here's what happened. There's not much I know, is there? So, no, but what do you, we were at, we went over to the booth there. And yeah, we yeah, were, yeah, I yeah. want to say it was Ryan. Uh, probably. Because he was, he was developing technology for children who drown. And who's the paramedic? Um, I was a paramedic. So was it you? So, God, Mm-mm. how am I putting this together? Don't, don't know anything about drowning in a pool. No, not you. Um, I'm going to go over there. I'm going to ask Yeah, them. yeah, it's Ryan. It's, so they were a paramedic, and they got tired of, they, they heard these stories about kids drowning inside yeah. a pool. So they yeah. were developing tech yeah. to look at a pool and identify an individual, that was, a kid that was drowning inside of the pool. Yeah. And they realized that this tech could be used for something as simple as identifying damage on top of a roof. Well, let me tell you. So Ryan yeah. worked for the medical industry, and doctors are only about 80 to 85% accurate on x-rays and MRIs. It's really scary. I did not know that. He worked with the medical field, and they... They confessed that to him, uh-huh. and they wanted to get the um, AI up to 99% accurate, and he did. So, essentially, they did the exact same thing I'm doing. Radiologists would come in and show Ryan what was an actual fracture on an X-ray yeah. or what was an actual tumor on an MRI, and then he would teach AI that he and the radiologists would teach AI what is a fracture and what isn't, what is a tumor and what isn't. And, and now the medical community, they use AI for the x-rays and MRIs. And then the, all the physician does is verify that the AI is correct. And he's got, so he's got the technology in the medical industry up to 99% accurate. We're doing the exact same thing on roofs is we're detecting what is storm damage and what isn't. And our goal is we will be at 99% accuracy at the end of the year. And everyone will be using this. It's the future whether you like it or not. I love what you're doing, man. And I'm going to find out the whole details of this story. And I'm coming back here. Yeah, I want to hear about the pool and the uh, pine cone. It really is. I'm telling you. I'm gonna, <laughs> I think it's because I walked over your booth a couple times. We got to talking about it there afterwards. How do they get in touch with Roofhawk? If, they, if you're a contractor, you're like, wow, okay, I could send my guys out with a drone. Yeah, yeah. Do this for $10 instead of another price. How do they get started with you? What's it look like, Steve? So go to roofhawk.ai. Right across the bottom of the screen. I had I had already mentioned that the report was ten bucks. So in this show, I've been asking people, say, how much would you pay for a report like this? So I'm showing them the report on the iPad, and they're looking at it, and they're zooming in, and all these sort of things. And I've had answers between thirty and one hundred and fifty dollars. Wow, it's ten bucks. It's great, man. So let's say that you have a salesman, a rookie salesman who just sucks. They're closing five percent. They have to talk to 20 people before they get one, right? Yeah. And at 10 bucks a piece times 20, what's your cost of client acquisition? Yeah, 200 instead of 1,000. 200 bucks. Yeah. Nothing. Yep. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, that's, and so let's say he gets his closing ratio up to 20%. Now his cost of client acquisition is 50 bucks. Wow. That's great, man. The cost itself is a huge selling point. Now we don't, you know, this is the efficiency of it though as well. And I got to tell you this. Um, 
You will get it up to 99%. I'm confident of that. Oh, we will. You are the best at what you do in this industry. I told you that last time. I'll tell you again. You're very kind. No, it's the truth, man. And, you, and your reputation is above reproach. And so you've kept it that way. Um, I think I think it's great, man. I love it. Me Everyone's too. got a drone in their hands. So, so far, that's my first question when people walk up to the booth. So do you own a drone? And about 9 out of 10 are saying yes. No. 90% of the people in the industry now have one. Yeah. Maybe they haven't flown it yet. Maybe. Because <laughs> they're afraid to wreck the thing or whatever. But they have one. He mm. flew into a tree. Dude. Yeah, well, hey. We, <laughs> it still works. It still works. There you go. Uh, I was telling myself, that's why we got equipters right there. Um, yeah, you need to get Ryan over here and talk to him. Oh, about, I'm going to talk to Ryan yeah, about yeah, what yeah, happened yeah. here. Because I'm, I'm going to get this story yeah, back, yeah, all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Folks, it is Steve Patrick. The company is Roofhawk. Um, we'll put the information right across the bottom of the screen. Uh, I look forward to seeing you next week. Um, or Yeah, it is next week now for uh, SVG and hopefully see you out there. Yeah. Probably come out with this right around SVG. because By the way, we had, a, we had a sound issue on the last one. Thank you for coming back. Um, you're very valuable to our listeners and viewers. Um, your name, I just love it, man. <laughs> it's a reputation. You do things the right way. Thank you. Yeah. By the way, guys, if you want to join our uh, Facebook group, I got a little Facebook group. Little is not it's bigger than little. Yeah. (laughs) Called Level the Playing Field. Uh, You can go to our landing page, levelthepayingfield.us, and you can get my book, Level the Playing Field, download for free. And you can join our Facebook group for free right on our landing page. So if you guys want to do that, that's awesome. We'll put that across the bottom of the screen, right, Russell? All right, we got it taken care (laughs) of. Thank you, Steve. You're welcome here anytime, buddy. Thanks, Patrick. Thank you. Thank you.